and welcome to the podcast Fully Expressed with John Denbeck. This is where we discuss how Christian professionals can approach work as an act of worship. Hey guys, John. Welcome to Fully Express, a ministry of Seeds to Life, where it's my hope that uh, I can encourage you to fully express who God's created you to be. For in doing so, I believe that you're going to be most satisfied and he is going to be most glorified. In the last couple of sessions, I kind of have taken you through a uh, four-part series or two parts, two of the four parts um, of a four-part series. We're going to kind of lay this foundation, I believe, what's going to help us to uh, to navigate um, this, this season of fully expressing who God's created us to be. I started there and talked to you about something that's been on my heart for a long time, and that's being in his hands. That's how I sign all of the things that I send out. Um, that we are in his hands. And I talked to you about his touch in our lives. And then I talked to you about his presence. And in my life, that presence has been um, coming through by the representation of doves. And he has a, uh, he wants to be present in all of our lives and gives us those reminders of that he, uh, that he is. And today I'm going to talk to you about his love and maybe a different way than uh, you've heard before. I mean, there's no, there's nothing new under the sun and the Bible is true, but I want to just tell you kind of what God's been stirring in me talking about his love. And then next time uh, we're going to talk about uh, his, his reach and his plan. And so I want to, uh, we'll unpack that in a, in a, uh, in the future session. But anyway, I want to talk to you about God's love. And I want to take you back to that time in the garden. He created the heavens and the earth and he had this, this plan in mind from the beginning of time that was for all of mankind, men and women, and also included you. But from the beginning of time, he had this in mind. He created the heavens and the earth. And there in the garden, he breathed life into Adam, the first man that ever was. God breathes life into him. God's love is there in that very moment as he's creating this new life. And then from there, he, he has this fellowship with Adam. And you know these things to be true. And then I don't want to go through the whole Bible, but you know that he there in the garden, there's a problem. There's this separation. There's this sin that removes us from the, uh, from the, from the presence of the Lord and from the blessing of the Lord. And it was going to take a savior to, it was going to come into the world to reconcile us back to the father. And it's for God so loved the world, you know that the John 3, 16, that he sent his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved the world. God's great love for us is that he would sacrifice his own son, that we'd be reconciled to him. If there was ever a doubt that God loves you, we need only to look at the cross to understand that he settled it once and for all, his great love for you there on the cross to reconcile you to himself. But I want to kind of backtrack to this idea that he's created us and what that might mean to this love that he has for us. I don't know that in this audience how many of you are parents, and I would imagine a fair percentage of you are, or you have an understanding, maybe that's a, a lesser understanding. Maybe you have a pet. You have, the, you have this, this love for your children, you have your love for your family, you have your love for pets. And we have a, a, a some degree of understanding of what love means as we look out and we think about those that we love. 
I am blessed. I have four wonderful children, and I have, as of this week, another grandchild. We have three wonderful grandchildren, and we love them so, so much. But I want to tell you that when you think about loving someone, what do you think about? Do you think about this this warm emotion that comes, and that is a part of it, I suppose? And do you think about the things that you can do for them? And I think that's also a part of love. I think love is, you know, the, the DC talks said so many years ago that the love is a verb. There's this action that is re, that comes from somebody that we love. And I want you to think about people that you love and think about what it is that you, how do you know that and how do you express that? And so you, you know that because you have this, this sense, this warm emotion, these, these thoughts and feelings towards them. And then you express that through the actions that you that you uh, bless them and and think good of and and try to do good things for them. Now we are um, we are limited in what we can do, right? So when I think about loving my children, I want to do all that I can for them to help them succeed. I want to do all that I can for them to to remove barriers in their lives. I want to do all that I can for them to help them to to feel good about themselves and to make their way in the world and and be productive, to fall in love with the Lord. There's there's a whole list of things that I would want to do for my children, but I'm limited. I'm limited because I can't control who they are. I can't control how they think. I can't control how they respond to things. I can't I can't influence the innate tools that they've been born with. Maybe you see where I'm going with this, but God can. God has the ability to, to put into us those things that we would need for our lives. So where I, I love my children and I want the best for them, I, have an, I am incapable of influencing how they were created or the things and the tools that they have. God's not, not so. So when God created us, God created us with exactly what we would need to face this life, to move through this life in exactly the way that would be best for us. Not always in a way that we would say that we enjoy, not in a way that we would always say, hey, I really like that, but always in a way that it would be good for us. I have a limited understanding for what's good for my children. I have a limited understanding what's good for myself. I, I, I've always said that if I got everything that I've ever wanted, I would ruin my life because I don't know what's good for me. But God knows what's good for me. And God knows what's good for you. And God created you in just the way that you needed to be. He loves you so much that he's gifted you with those things that are exactly what you need to be who you are to fully express who, who he's created you to be for his glory. And you know, from the uh, jo- Bill Bryson, he has a book in, in a short of <laughs> history of nearly everything. And he notes, and, and I think this is worth telling, he notes across all of human history, every one of your forebears on both sides has been attractive enough to find a mate healthy enough to reproduce, sufficiently blessed by fate and circumstances to live long enough to do so, 
Not one of your pertinent ancestors was squashed, devoured, drowned, starved, stranded, stuck fast, ultimately wounded, or otherwise deflected from its life quest of delivering a tiny charge of genetic material to the right partner at the right moment in order to perpetuate the only possible sequence of hereditary combinations that could result eventually, outstandingly, and all too briefly in you. He gives a scientific or a background or historical evidence of you are uniquely you. God has allowed for that through all of history to bring you to this moment, not by accident, not by chance, but by design. He has protected your ancestors. He's protected your parents to bring you to this moment of having the life that you have. You are who you are by purpose, by design. You're not on earth for nothing. You're part of his plan. You're a solution. You're an invention. You're a prayer. There is something in you that others need. It's possible that you could have an extraordinary idea that will bless thousands, even millions of people. God says in his word in Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. God has created you exactly as you should be. He loves you so, so much. There's nothing that we can do when we believe in him that can separate us from the love of God. And he's going to continually work in our lives for our good and his glory. And sometimes we can think, we can fall into that habit of thinking of ourselves as what we're not rather than who we are thinking about comparing ourselves to others and thinking, no, I wish I was like so-and-so. I've never developed this. I'm so, I'm so far gone in that. And I just want to tell you that uh, you are not your failures. And in the other sense, you're not even your achievements. You're who God says you are. We're his. We're created just as he would have us to be. And he doesn't make mistakes. He made you for a purpose. There are things about your life that, that you have no control. I, I described it in my children, things that I have no control over. I have no control over myself, and you have had no control over your race, your culture, your language, your nationality, sex. And, and there's many of attributes of our physical being that were God's choices, but God's choices on purpose. I want to encourage you to, to accept those things that as, as a part of God's design for you, the way that he created you. But in his infinite love for you, he sent his son to die for you. In his infinite love for you, he's also given you talents, aptitudes, intelligence, personality, spiritual gifts that taken as a whole make you a unique person on this earth to fulfill the plan that he has for you. Having good jeans and buying workout clothes doesn't make you fit. You need to put in the work to receive the reward. And some of us, we need to nurture those gifts and talents and abilities that God has given us for us to be able to receive that reward. You know, different gifting is, that's the heart of this ministry. It doesn't do us any good to compare ourselves to, to others or even spend time wishing we were different. God's created us exactly as he would have us to be. And what he does is always good. You know, there's far too many people who settle for what they can do instead of nurture and discover 
what they were meant to do. I've, I, in the past, I have wound up doing what I can do and not doing what I was called to. The gifts that we are given are free, but discovering them and using them sometimes takes work, but the work is worth it. I want to remind you again, and I know that I've kind of covered a lot of territory and and over the coming weeks and months, we're going to kind of hone in on some of this, but God, I want to kind of go back to the truth of it is that God loves you so much. He's allowed for the circumstances through all of history to bring us and you to this moment in time. He has you in the time and the season and the place that he's designed for you. And it, and in that, it's his because in part of it, because of his great love for you, that he's put you in the place, in the time, in the season, in the family, in the workplace that he has for you because he loves you and he's got a plan for you. It's not by accident, it's not by coincidence, it's by design, and it's by his love, and it's with his purpose that he's done that. And I want to I want to have you just spend, you know, a couple moments maybe this week just reflecting upon that great love that he has for you. And it's helpful for me to think about my kids and the and the love that I have for them to remind me of the great love that the Lord has for me. There's nothing that my children can do that would make me not love them. I mean, there's sometimes they'll do things that have me be maybe irritated or they're maybe thinking that there's there's a mistake that's been made that I wish wasn't made, but there's never a time when I don't love them. And there's never a time that God doesn't love you. And he has allowed for this time and season for you to be able to be a part of his love and in his love and expressing his love to a lost and dying world that so needs him. Next time, we're going to talk a little bit about his plan and how he wants to reach others and using you, and you might have guessed that, uh, in exactly in that plan. I want to encourage you again, God loves you. He's got a plan for you. And I want to encourage you to fully express who he has created you to be. God bless you this week as you do just that. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast, Fully Expressed with John Denbeck. If you'd like to receive John's weekly devotional, go to seeds2life.org. That's seeds2life.org.